Thanks for tuning in to the Good, the Bad and the Mad podcast with me, Meg Ellis. GBM is a platform for creatives by creatives, looking to support you in your creative journey wherever that may lead you. We'll chat film and theatre and anything creative in between. Subscribe to our podcasts and our newsletters to keep up to date with our latest guests and events that will help you learn, explore and network within a wonderful yet tough industry. Hi there, everybody. Welcome back to The Good, Bad and the Mad. This episode, we're talking to Jenna Saru, who is a director, writer, actress and owner of Bella Polk Films. And she's just opened the London Independent Film Festival with her film, The Golden Age. On a quick side note, sorry about the background noise. This episode was filmed in a public space at the Genesis Cinema mid-London Independent Film Festival. So it was a great, great opening night. We had a great time and we sold out and it was just so wonderful to see all those filmmakers, a lot of press uh, coming to see the film. Also because a lot have been supporting the movie for a long time. The festival team are doing an amazing job here at the Genesis Cinema. It's a beautiful cinema. So we actually really had a great time. Where had you previously shown it? So we actually uh, had the world premiere on the East Coast in the US. Uh, we won Best Friend Feature. Congratulations. Thank you so much. It was really an amazing moment. It was the first time we showed the film to the audience, so the American audience. And so they really related. It was a beautiful premiere. And then we had the West Coast premiere at the Downtown LA Film Festival. Lots of press. They really do an incredible job. So for those who haven't seen the film yet, do. But it's really a love letter to artists and creatives and their struggles along the way, which is, I guess, really what we're here to talk about. It's the career of an artist. Have you always worked in film? Did you start in film, study film? Was it in your family? I've always, like, as much as I can remember, loved films. Mm. Um, I started acting when I was eight, so I studied a lot theater first. Oh wow! In Paris, so that was really that was really exciting because I can't really remember when I started to love films. It's like I've always done. It's just ingrained in you. I think so. What were you acting in at eight? So uh, it was mostly theater. So this mm. is why it's interesting because my character, Angel in the Golden Age, she's mm-hmm. also from a theater background. She is. So it's interesting because in Paris, there is quite a big uh, theater scene, a bit like in London. Yeah. London is really exciting. Yeah. So I started uh, theater there when I was a little older, like around my 16. Um, they actually advised me to also study in LA because in LA, as an actor, you, you learn so much more, and especially for yeah. film and TV. Like you learn so much about marketing even directing, mm. so, so like any type of content, you even learn makeup, like literally everything. When I discovered all this, I really made this commitment to become a filmmaker. So I studied really hard to enter the best business school for media, etc. Mm. But I think it's really when I moved to London, when I opened my company, Belly Park Film, a bit more than five years ago, I had moved to London. I was finishing my studying here. And also um, I was working in TV. I think in London, there is such a creative dynamic pool of uh, filmmakers who really think out of the box. Mm. And it really inspired me first to open the company and also start working on great projects. One of my first co-productions was The Bigger Picture Mm. with Robert Sheehan. So at the time he was really famous because of Misfits. 
But no, oh, so the umbrella. Shirts, uh, yes. From umbrella. Oh, yes, yes. So we really. like him. <laughs> yeah, he's in, he's such a fantastic actor. He's yeah. really a really actor and such a wonderful, really artist. He's incredible with um, an Oscar-nominated DP uh, shot on film. So 35 millimeters. So that was exciting. Oh my! Is that the first film you made then? With my company, yes. Was it difficult for you to take that leap, go across the ocean to? LA to the school that you had experience yeah, I before. Think it's, it's never easy, right? Because discovery is never easy. Mm. But it's it's the good thing about it is that it's about discovery. It's about learning new things. Yeah. I think at the time I just wanted, and even now I, I love learning. Mm. So I really wanted to learn about everything. And I just feel like yeah, I've learned about writing, distribution, acting, directing. I've really always wanted to know the many dimensions. And I think as a director. Mm. If you want to become a director, it's something really, really precious. I think that is such true words, actually, because to appreciate the crew for what they are, you need to know what they're doing. You absolutely. Think. I completely agree. No, yeah. no, no, it's absolutely true. Yeah. Because when you're directing, you really need to also help people to give the best of themselves. And so you want to have a serious productive conversation with each um, heads of department, whether it's uh, line producing, the cinematographer, also the makeup, and especially for pure drama, it's really important that everything looks really authentic and true. Yeah. So that's something that really inspired me a lot, yeah. Oh my goodness. And then, so you've gone on to found your own production company, Bella yeah. Hope, yeah. and you've got this very strong ethos behind your company in terms of what it is to create art and to create cinema in particular. Can you talk us through those three points that you yes, yes. through? I wrote those three points when I opened the company. I've always thought it was really inspiring. And as you mentioned, as a director, it's great to know about the various elements. So not, not just arts, like of course the creative part, but also the technical parts. Like you need to understand lighting, you need to understand uh, the sound, the process on sound, so that technically your film is really well made. Yeah. And it doesn't have any flow. And you can really free the artistic side of it. It's really important. And then the third important part is also the more distribution, the more business part, which is showing it into festival, selling your film so that the more audiences can see it. And it's something really important. Like all of them are really important. Do you have a particular strategy going into festival seasons and any advice that you can pass on to people maybe doing it for the first time? I think, yeah, the festivals are important because they're the first contacts with the audience. Um, the press you're getting, the reviews you're getting kind of show the love for your film. Mm. As a filmmaker, my goal for the Golden Age was for the audience to live or relive the Saint-Tropez of the 60s because yeah. it's such an exciting era oh and goodness. place. So it's, and also we're the latest drama ever filmed at Notre Dame Cathedral. So it became even bigger in that sense because now those images are rare. And I think it's important for filmmakers to also pay tributes to the ones that have come before. Exactly, absolutely, to over filmmakers, over artists, and also what is so precious to us, like places we've been, mm. times we've, uh, we've, let, we've lived. Yeah. Festivals really are the lifeblood of independent cinema. They give that platform in order to sell your movie. Absolutely, they're really important. This is why we were so happy for the European premiere of the Golden Age to open the London Independent Film Festival 
And I think it's so exciting to see how the Golden Age really um, responds with audiences from such different countries like the US and the UK and obviously France. And I think it's really important because it kind of gives, as you say, you know, it's the universality of the artists. Yeah. We all feel connected in a it way. Is. It's, a it's exciting. It's a really good film to talk about in Thank terms you. of what it is to be an artist. Bella Polk and the Golden Age yes. really focuses on this idea of peace and prosperity being the best time for creativity. Like, do you think that's still possible today? I think it's even more important today because as you say, the Golden Age focuses on like the artist's journey, but not just on big artists or great artists, but like anyone who is or wants to become an artist. Because the whole process of considering yourself an artist, like making it, throwing your voice in this world, takes so many steps. If you never give up, if you really support each other, it can work. And it's a really important tribute to anyone really who aims at bringing change. And so we know there are so many artists who did, like the Beatles, they really helped change. Mm -hmm. It's really, really massive band who, they didn't just break great music. No, they changed bigger. culture. Worldwide. And that's something really, really big, especially in the 60s when there was no internet. It's, it's absolutely outstanding. Yeah. Sandra Payne, the 60s. I mean, visually, <laughs> visually gorgeous. The 60s aesthetic that this film has is just beautiful. What inspired me all this really is Saint-Tropez, because Saint-Tropez, at the time, it was a fishing harbor. It became big and famous just because of the film that were filmed there in the 60s, and also the people there, because they are really authentic. And this is why so many big artists love to go there at the time and until now, because you're really treated with like anyone else. Yeah. Like any artist and famous, famous, didn't matter. When I wrote the film, I was about 24, 25. Okay. So it really touched me. and. Um, it really inspired me, this authenticity. This is why I really, it was important for me and for our audiences. Mm -hmm. I wanted them to really live Saint-Tropez in the 60s. So everything you can see in the film is authentic. Uh, during the Q&A after the premiere here, um, I was asked by a member of the audience if the train is real, if it's like um, a real train. And yes, it's the real train from 1967. So everything you can see, all the locations, there is, it's all true. Amazing. It just looks exactly like that in reality. The character you play, Angel. Yes. Do you relate quite heavily to her journey, or was she quite separate from you? Quite a lot. Um, I I think this is a really amazing character because she's an actress. So it was a big honor for me to pay tribute to all actors and actresses and artists who struggle, because she's really the type of artist who struggles but never gives up. Mm. And what is really beautiful, I feel, is that um. Originally, I was not even meant to play the character. Oh, you weren't? No, so, but the actress I picked was unavailable, and so it kind of happened like this. And what really struck me is that how, how much impact she had on me. Mm -hmm. Because she's not, she's not based on me, but the fact of playing her and being her, I felt it really grew a better person out of me. I was asked, how close is she to her? So I would say at the beginning, we had similarities, of course, yeah. but we, we were different. And I'm really astonished by how much she grew me. She's very um, dedicated to her art. She sees the importance in the process and the art as opposed to 
seeking fame or seeking um, gratification in some way. So she's really about creating something new and changing the world, isn't she? Absolutely. It was really exciting because Orja, she really represents this woman who is not feeling very good and she doesn't really know why. Mm -hmm. And it's when she meets um, Sebastien in Paris, slowly and with her artistic journey, she starts to understand why she doesn't feel well. Mm -hmm. And it's probably because she wants to do a lot more than she's asked. She wants to break out. She wants to have a voice. Yeah. And she realizes this is more important than fame or than any type of success. What's important to her is that she has a voice mm. and she wants people to hear her. And it's difficult. There's a quote that I loved from the film. Yes. <laughs> which is, I feel my life is a mix of miracles and illusions. And I yes. think that perfectly sums up being not... A, a filmmaker alone but just a creative person because you go from these extreme highs and surrounded by like-minded people to the opposite yes yes <laughs> and and fail, failures a lot more often than other people in more practical industries shall we say um so i think it's it's great that you've put this on screen so we can have a conversation about it because yes. often i find people like to talk about the glamour and delights and the wonderful awards and all of this, but it's, I think, the process of making an artist which creates a long-standing love. We're at festivals, we're on red carpets, and it's so glamorous, mm. but there is so much of this that happens in the dark. Yeah. There are so many nights you don't sleep, there are so many times that are so harsh, and it's like, and we don't really see that. And this is what, what you say makes a lot of sense because the film highlights on the artistic journey, mm. on what it takes to, to support another artist, support each other. What is your journey to make this great piece of art happen? Mm. And some artists succeed, like the Beatles. Yeah. We know them, but some don't. Yeah. Some they try, but we never hear about them. And so the Golden Age pays tribute to all of them. You were acting and directing mm -hmm. this film. Did, yeah. did you have a second pair of eyes? How, how did that process work so i think there are many ways to get around this my, my process was to prepare a lot so lots of rehearsal and to be honest we were having such a great time rehearsing we could almost not stop because it's so exciting yeah let's face it especially on locations so it was a lot of preparation also it forced me which is a really good thing to prepare a lot so for my gp i built this huge list short list very detailed like this 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 it was very precise so that where we, we're on set, everyone knows what he or she's doing. Mm -hmm. Like I had a serious conversation with every heads of department. It was very clear and precise. When we arrived, we had rehearsed, everything was ready. And so we could really go for it, which was really exciting. This is when you kind of capture the magic of the moment. Uh, I think writing and, and directing makes sense. It's so exciting when you develop a universe. Because the thing with the golden age is that it really is a special film. You can't be like, okay, it's, it's a bit of a mix of this film and this film. No, it's a film that's never been made before. That ever. is very true. Yeah, so I, I wanted to make sure the film really is what I wanted to tell. It's a very specific story. So this is why I guess it kind of happened like that. The Golden Age, Saint-Tropez in the 60s, a very clear French film. Approaching American film festivals, European film festivals, as a foreign language film, how, how is that process? Our audiences are, are more excited now about 
stories that connect us mm. and that really make us feel, feel as a community. What really excites me are stories that are both really interesting, artistic, mm. And also really entertaining, mm -hmm. like The Untouchable. If you've seen it, it's, it's very funny. Yeah. But it has such an important and strong message behind it, also mm -hmm. of solidarity. So this is why it, it actually tells the story, and it's very also understandable considering it's set in the 60s. Yeah. Of a Franco-American producer who meets a French theater actress. There's also a British band, and at the time, Saint-Tropez was an artistic international hub. Mm. All the biggest um, <laughs> rock stars came, like even Mick Jagger got married in uh, 1967. So, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's understandable because it's so it's such a, a special it's place. Beautiful. Also, considering a, a bit of the film is filmed in LA, mm. we could definitely have filmed it in English. Yeah. And I think filming in English is really quite exciting. There's a bit of English in the film, but the film being mostly in French is mm. really exciting because it, it also brings to the authenticity with the accents. Mm. So it's very, and Saint-Tropez really was like that. Like at the time, you would have Brigitte Bardot at the <laughs> cafe, yeah. just having a drink with maybe Mick Jagger, who knows? Like it was, <laughs> it was so open and this is what I love. It really was an artistic hub. Mm -hmm. And again, as you say, it's so interesting because today we have the internet. But like at the time, there was no internet. So people would gather to see a Beatles concert mm. or they would gather in Saint-Tropez to have a conversation. And this is when you could really, as different nationalities, connect. Mm. And I really wanted this to show in the film so audiences can live that, you know, the magic of Saint-Tropez with like people, as, as someone says in the film, you know, you could be green or black or white, it doesn't matter, as long as you're an artist, as long as you're passionate, this yeah. is all that matters. It really is an international language, isn't it? It is creativity. It is, it really is. Do you feel any particular encouragement with Parasite winning the best Oscar? Absolutely. Audiences are just looking for great content. They exciting are. Exciting stories. And those come from all over the world. Also, I believe that cinema is, when you think about it, it's quite a young art compared with music or painting. So I'm quite excited to work with and discover other filmmakers' work coming from new countries and new voices. You speak me so excited now. I feel so yeah, inspired. I know, but I think, I truly think our times are really exciting. Yeah. Despite, you know, the gloom, but like, think about it. What we're living here with the virus is not exciting. Mm. But think about the, the 60s, and it's also tackled in the film. There was mm. the Vietnam War. Yeah. Like, on, abortion on, was only just happening. Mm. Like there were many things that were not as much fun. Mm. And it's, this is why I think The Golden Age is an important film because it highlights on the transition when enough people said, we've had enough. We've had enough of the war. Yeah. We've had enough of this and this. We won't change. This times all the great inventions that happen, we are using them, but not for war. We want something different. Yeah. This is a crazy world we're living in. We need new voices. And for that, we're going to need a lot of support and solidarity. So it was a good sign. The premiere here was so successful. Mm. And I think it's kind of a metaphor of what is happening now. And we're going to need more of this now. Can I ask how you financed it? Sure, yeah, it's a really important part of it. The process into financing a film, financing it's a tricky. project, it's always really tricky. Yeah. So my, my take on it is that um, I really wanted this film to be as it is. I didn't want the story to be changed. And I also believe in it so much. So mm -hmm. I did the most crazy things. Basically, I worked a lot. 
I, I put on different jobs. So I'm lucky and I'm good at what I'm doing because basically I finance a lot of the film by myself. Mm. I did um, find a couple of investors, but it's vastly majority with um, the the money I earn and also for my company that I work just for work. Mm. And I will definitely do it again, probably for the second film. And it's great, like I love the art of collaboration. I love um, sharing the success. So collaboration is always welcome. Mm. It's just um, a matter of strategy. Let's say you have a very passion project and you're looking for money. If um, you're finding a producer who wants to invest it, you need to understand the terms because he, let's say he finances the whole project. Well, then it's very fair that he also has some input, you know? Like yeah. he cannot, unless he really believes in you and he's like, no, I just give the money and it's just yeah. a financial contribution and it's fine. But you need to understand that this person puts a big contribution to your film. So you, you really have this conversation, which can be a great collaboration. But it's a different strategy. It's just about asking yourself the right question. Uh, why are you making this film? Like, I love working with someone who has a view and trust me to bring yeah. it to life. And then it's a good collaboration. It's If it's a project like The Golden Age, I really wanted to make sure it doesn't get transformed. Mm. It's a different story. It's all about the project, really. You have to understand, like, I think there are some projects which just can... Uh, get born through a good collaboration with two people and then it makes a lot of sense like you have a scriptwriter who writes a film and you direct it and it's your collaboration that makes it happen for the golden age it was more like we need the help of many partners we want them yeah. this film wouldn't even be possible i could film it was more the film directing me than me directing the film and that's really good and the hardest point i think all the stages brought a lot of challenges what I love is that because we love the film so much, it never felt, it, it was hard sometimes, but it always made us grow. It never felt negative. Like if I had to not sleep for a night, and it's like, it was so magical what we were living that it never hurt, you know? It's like we were growing with it. Um, so yeah, there were, there were some hard parts, like, but okay, just to give an example, just before starting filming in South of France, I lost my voice. Oh. Because after talking, you know, to all the partners on the phone, yeah. and like, being the director, yeah. I had no voice. And so you can sit in the BTS when we were rehearsing in the theater room just before filming. I'm like talking. Like, and it's, oh, no. it's, yeah, people were, you know, my casting crew, they were getting a bit worried. And I think I was the only person to find it not hilarious. But I was like, but I, you know, when sometimes you have all the adrenaline and you feel you're going to make it. And I was literally, and when you I can just acting, imagine you getting so frustrated going, let's say it's got to be fixed. Yeah, and it's like, yeah. And I was like, I'm getting over this. But you can really sit in the BTS. I couldn't, I could barely speak. <laughs> and it was really frightening when you think you haven't even started filming. Yeah. So what was the best bit about the whole shoot? So really all the filming mm -hmm. felt really magical because of the 35 exceptional locations we filmed in, whether Paris, South of France or LA. Mm -hmm. um, if I had to pick maybe let's say three mm -hmm. out of all those great moments, mm -hmm. I would say first, definitely the train. Where, because after working on all the stages of production, you know, like writing, researching, I have to say, even if I had worked on all those bits, seeing the train as an actress coming to me, it's a real train from the 60s. It felt so true. And it's something we really discussed actually at the Q&A here at Leaf Opening. Yeah. Because it was so, it didn't feel impressive. It just felt so true. It feels like such a love note to Sandra Pay. 
but also yeah. that Sandra Pay wanted you to make this film, supported you in yeah, making this true. film. It's true, yeah, it's like even the elements were with us. It's like, it's really touching. And I think this is how I could feel alongside all the many barriers yeah. that happen when you're a filmmaker yeah. and you want to make a very ambitious fear drama as your first feature. Mm -hmm. It still felt like this movie wanted to be made. And yeah. I think it's true. I think I think we need more um, more films like this now, especially with all the news. We know yeah. this, and I think it's true. Like all the elements, even how can you imagine? We were so touched when we filmed in Notre Dame. How can you imagine that it's gonna burn? Mm. It's, it's 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 like the film wanted to wanted to live, wanted to get born, so we could yeah. contribute. And I think it's a very powerful message. And I think it's the magic of filmmaking. This is why we love cinema. Of yeah. course, it's a tough process, but like many jobs. There are many challenges in life too, but there is something so magical about seeing this universe and this piece coming together and the audiences reacting and relive something really exciting across the, glo the globe at festivals and in theaters. You feel a strong connection with a piece of art and I think that's just the best thing ever. Art about making art. It's an important conversation to have. It really is. How are we going to see it distributed in the future? The film really is for internationals and the power, the excitement around Sancho Bay and around the film that has never been made before mm. is really strong. There's also really a good soundtrack. Yeah. Really exciting title. A so. really fun soundtrack. And you can't recreate Sancho Bay in the 60s without the music. The dancing. It is crucial. Yes, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. But it's your message to filmmakers and to cinema yes. to say, try something new. Yes. Be bold. Be determined with what you want to say and what you're wanting to contribute. Absolutely. Rather than repeating material we've seen before. Exactly. And I think that's a fabulous message for independent filmmakers. Independent film, for me, at least, it's an opportunity to be original yes. and creative. That's so important. Absolutely, I agree. And I think audiences are longing for that. Mm. They want something that's exciting. They do. They want to live 60 century, like they want to, they, they really want something that is different, that is appealing, that is exciting. Not just the same old stuff as yeah. they said, that's very true. So what's next for the great Janice Rick? Oh, thank you. Uh, so I'm very, I'm very touched because I was cast in about four feature films, mm. even one following up with a uh, opening here. That's astonishing. Um, they're actually all British films. Yeah. Oh, yeah. thank you very much. Uh, they're really exciting stories, very different. Uh, one is a thriller, uh, one is a pure drama, one is a horror. It's, uh, it's very a different range, so, but they're all really exciting stories, yeah. very edgy with a message, yeah. which I really appreciate. Yeah. And there are really exciting roles. And I, I just love to read new lines and, and tell a story, really. So that's really exciting. Um, Very exciting. Also working with um, really good festivals around the globe, like I work for Canceris, yeah. which is a really, really important festival for TV. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm looking forward to more and also writing my upcoming period drama. Yeah. What era are we going to this time? So it's going to be 70s. Yeah. So that's exciting. In Paris. Yes. Yes. Yes, actually. So you guess it really well. Yes. So we're going from the 60s to the 70s, let me and guess. 80s, <laughs> it's like 90s. We're going to do every era, you know, like. I love it. Can you give us any spoilers on that one? So um, it's what I can say is that it's called For the Love of Music. For the Love of Music. Uh, so it's a, yeah, it's 
a period drama set in the 70s and you always want to keep moving forward yeah. and really working with actors like Robert Sheehan, like such talented artists and actors, it's a creative collaboration. So it's out of the collaboration that you bring something great and new. And I'm really looking forward to that. I'm also an actress, so mm -hmm. I, I love having a discussion with actors yeah. and really bring something that's really exciting. So if possible, I would love that. I would love for eligible actors to check out my work, <laughs> like the Golden End, and be like, yes, this is exciting. I want to do something like this. That'd be really nice. I, I would be very blessed, yeah. Well, we look forward to it Thank very you. eagerly. Thank you very much for joining me. Thank us. you so much for having me. And thank you all for listening or watching this episode of The Good, The Bad and The Mad. We will see you next time. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this episode of The Good, The Bad and The Mad. Follow us on social media at Good, Bad, Mad and let us know what you thought. Enjoy the rest of your day. <laughs>